I downloaded Cyberpunk 2077. The game? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Didn't that get, like, slammed? Well, um, so it got slammed on PS4 when it originally came out. Right. Uh, I do only have a PS4, to be fair. <laughs> but it's three years old, so I thought, surely, plenty of updates by now. Um, it can't be that buggy. Um, so well I haven't played very much but I did try and equip a gun the other day and it was just his hand (laughs) (laughs) so so, um, I'm not sure how that's going to go but I got it half price Um, that's the one with Keanu Reeves then isn't it is it I thought it was maybe I'm wrong I I don't know I'm going to look I'm optimistic because the PS5 version is like massively highly rated but um, like one of those big branching. But the PS4, the, basically, it was made, and it was the theory was the PS4 couldn't run the game. But oh, I right. think they've they've patched I, it I a little think, bit. But it's three years old, so I thought I'll give it. Yeah, a go. yeah, yeah. Keanu Reeves. Is it's it, all over it? the cover? And oh, that. okay. I don't know what he does. I don't know if he's a character or he's just. But it's interesting. It's twenty quid at the minute on the PlayStation Store. So, um, so yeah, not so bad. You'll have to let me know what the story's like. I also um, went to a Waterstones Cafe. I didn't even know they had cafes. Where have you been? For yeah, the last, like million years. <coughs> well, like I went ten. to <laughs> on um, that. Oh, so you knew there were Waterstones cafes? Yeah. Well, in fairness, <laughs> I worked in a Waterstones when I was a kid. Oh, was but, there um, cafes there? Yeah, there was. Well, I think it was around the time that I was working in a Waterstones that they because uh, they used to be Costas. <laughs> they used to have a Costa oh. in there, I think. But then, and Waterstones was uh, struggling at the time. And one of they got this new CEO who like turned it all around. And one of the big things that he did was um, kicked Costa out and made it like an well not independent at all, but made <laughs> yeah. it a, a Waterstones own brand cafe. And yeah, they're they're a big deal. Yeah, it's um, that was pretty nice. I uh, bought a book called How to Rig an Election, <laughs> which uh, I've you know I'm looking forward to. It. I've read a bit of it and it's it's quite interesting. So. Nonfiction, fair. Yeah, yeah, you don't go for fiction, do you? Not as much, not as much. I, I now have three books on the go. Right. Yeah, I've got The House of Rig an Election. Um, I've started Russia, A Short History. Wow, fair. Um, That's interesting. Have you, You've read that, have you? No. But you've read a lot more about Russia. <laughs> you've read quite a lot about Russia. Yeah, there's an area I'm interested um, in, for sure. And I, I do have a fiction... I've actually got four books on the go. <laughs> I've got two fiction books I haven't picked up in a while, but... Um, but yeah, so no, I am quite into my non-fiction and uh, yeah. my real-life corruption. So, I how to rig an election is a title that speaks to me. Yeah, I can imagine actually in your other work. No, I um, I try and read a, a fiction and a non-fiction side by side all the time. Um, yeah. So currently, I'm reading um, a William Boyd and a Human Heart. But the non-fiction is Oppenheimer's biography still. Because <laughs> I thought I'd give it, like, you know, I thought I'd get through it before uh, the movie, just to sort of be clued up about the guy and the history. And uh, like, as I talked about last week, it's, um, it's an area I'm really interested in. But it's dense. Yeah. <laughs> it's really dense. Like, it, I'm still working through it now. 600 pages. Yeah, it's super tiny, fun, like, very, very detailed on every every single aspect of his life. Works through it chronologically as well, so... Yeah, it's, no, it's interesting. It's really interesting, but it's a lot of work. <laughs> so, I moving on to this week's show, I am curious. I am curious 
about about eight weeks ago. Yeah. You'd watched two episodes of The Crowded Room. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> two episodes of The Crowded Room. And you said, I've figured it out. Yeah. After two episodes. Yeah. I don't know how long it's going to take for them to, t- to re- do the reveal. So I would like to know, now we've both seen the whole show, what was it at episode two you believe you had figured out? You know what? I've forgotten the detail that revealed it to me. Specifically, there was, a, there was a moment. But I'm at the point now, genuinely, I mean this, I'm at the point now when I watch a... Uh, a TV show, a piece of fiction, that I'm like on the lookout for a character that could potentially be a hallucination from like the, the start, pretty much. Because it's... Is th- that not a shame? Because... Yeah. yeah. It's a theme coming up again and again. Like we talked about it with you back however many weeks ago season four of you was. Um, because the same thing happens. Um, I noticed like a few too many telltale signs that that Reese character wasn't was like a hallucination of Joe's. Yeah. Um, and I was like... I, hope, I didn't notice those signs. Well, I remember being like, I hope that I'm wrong because it's it's such an overused idea. Yeah. And like, But they pulled it off really well. Now I'm in danger. It's like, it sounds like a broken record out here now. Like, this is another one, you know, like, <laughs> cut into the conclusion of, like, my thoughts on this show straight away. Like, it's a it's completely overused idea. Executed perfectly. And it's, it's just, it's like... <laughs> It's been it's so tiresome <laughs> like this the whole like the the protagonist is hallucinating mm. and it's all a dream or these characters aren't real the beautiful mind the Fight Club the U season four the I can't think of any more but there's absolutely loads yeah and that's not helping my point that I can't think of another one um, that was a shot <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to look it up or something I can't think of any more but there are tons and yeah I clocked really early on that Danny in the crowded room was hallucinating yeah. and that I knew for a fact that um, Yitzhak, Ariana and his little brother Adam were all hallucinations uh, oh and actually um, the English dude <laughs> what's his name? Jack, Jack. yeah well, I I hadn't clocked it until mid episode five when he escapes from handcuffs. So so I, I I was I was way I was way way behind. But I I um I think you're right. I actually came out of this series um kind of wishing that it wasn't a reveal and it was actually just explored all the way through the series. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I know what you mean. So. First of all, I, I mean, what did you think of the crowded room? I loved it. And why? And yeah, and why did you love it? I loved it because, well, right. It's as simple as I just really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed watching it throughout. Um, I think, like, maybe talk about it more in detail later. But I think uh, Tom Holland's portrayal was incredible. Yeah, Tom Holland Absolutely. does such a good job in this. Like, he he kills it. It's the, this is the best Tom Holland role I've ever seen, and it stands in stark contrast with the Spider-Man characters. Or character, not that not that I'm saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's two dimensional compared to this. Um, I was completely captivated by Danny. Mm. I didn't see him as Tom Holland. I saw him as Danny. Danny, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You're when, right. you, when you've got a when you've got a a name and a, you know uh, a reputation like Tom Holland, that's hard to pull off. I think because mm-hmm. you know I, I can't imagine anybody else you know fitting into this and it being quite the same. Um, I really liked the 
sort of the, the themes and the message of of exploration of um of this of multiple personality disorder and mental health in I think it's set in the fifties. Am I right? Seventy nine. Yeah. It's that late. Yeah. Bloody hell! That's really surprising. The summer in Manhattan, seventy nine. Right. Yeah. Bloody hell. Where have I got fifties from? I, yeah, I was well, thinking late fifties. So, um, we we might come. Up, I've got news about this, so okay. we might come onto that a bit later because the way it's themed. Um, oh, now I have to reveal it. <laughs> it, it it's, it's based on a um, Daniel Key's 1981 biography. Biography? I thought it was a novel. Oh. Of the Minds of Billy Mill- Milligan. Right. Who um, was the first defendant to be found not, guil- not guilty. Um, of presumably of what? A murder? Attempted of, murder. of an attempted murder um, because of dissociative identity disorder. Right. And... If you talk, I'm going to check the year of that Billy Milligan. Right, oh, well, okay. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm embarrassed, really, that I said 50s and it's 79. I, I remember thinking before we started, like, recording, like... When so is this? that an issue, then? Is Like, is that... Have they got the era completely wrong if you think it's the 50s? No, think... no, 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 no. I'm I'm really bad at, at telling. I'm really bad at noticing. I've, I have been for, like, ever. And that's exactly the thought process I was having earlier. I was like, oh, I'm so bad at identifying the, the slightly different... You know, like tells that indicate, you know, the t- temporal markers. Really, like it's the fifties, it's the sixties, it's you know. Um, I mean, I guess in my defence, these are all errors I didn't live through. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was like pretty adamant with myself that it wasn't the eighties. It's like it's earlier than that, and maybe post the fifties. So I thought, I, I yeah, fifties or sixties. I would have thought seventies is a surprise. Um. I've just found um, that Billy Milligan, some of his painting, one of his paintings sold for £10,000, actually. Oh, so nice. the paintings were also a part of the um, the history of the story as mm, well. Yeah. Uh, so I assume this was based on a novel, because it is written very much in that style. The story is very much told in the style of a, of novelistic writing, I think. Um, the slow reveals and the sort of chapter by chapter and... Mm. I think that's part of the reason that I loved it. Part of the reason that I enjoyed this quite so much was that it was as rich as reading a novel, and I really uh, take to that like style of storytelling that really appeals to me. So Billy Milligan, who this who inspired this series, um, was imprisoned in 1975 for rape and armed robbery. He was released uh, in oh. 1997 and then arrested for raping three women on an Ohio State University campus. And uh, he is suspected of two murders, or he was suspected of two murders as well. So a bit stronger than the allegations against Danny Sullivan. But but yeah, so, and he was acquitted, he was acquitted of all those acquitted, he went to psychological institution for 10 to 12 years. That's a very different a very different crime different and darker different story context. yeah I mean um, I, I'm yeah <laughs> it's hard to have a lot of sympathy for him even though you know that well, what he was suffering with whereas with Danny it's very easy and, and and the significance is he was he was the first ever acquitted yeah or, or given an easier sentence because of mental um, health mental health of, um, yeah. well, no no <laughs> because of this disorder this type of disorder oh right yeah of course yes because of the specific dissociative yeah disorder 
Um, and instead of alters, his personas were called the undesirables. You said you've heard of them before. No, 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 no. When I said that, I thought <laughs> I thought you meant that as a title. Oh, <laughs> like another TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I've never heard. <laughs> never heard of this guy's story. So I didn't like this as much as you did. All right. Why not? What did you like about it? Um, I thought so. It, this this is very difficult, I think, because I thought the first five episodes were quite dull, quite substandard, um, and really didn't have me interested in this story. And then the last five got me really interested in. Like I, I became extremely invested when the you know when when the multiple personalities was was revealed and the way the story was then retold with um Danny Sullivan in place of yeah of, of the other characters and and but i i appreciate that what's really interesting about my criticism here is i i still think the first five episodes were really vital to tell the rest of the story yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so so i so, so i really struggle with I do struggle with criticising the first five, but I just really wasn't that interested until the sixth episode. The sixth episode hooked me. And I have a feeling, um, because of, again, because of the mixed reviews, I, I wonder if some of those mixed reviews were people switching off before they got to the latter stages of the series, because I personally felt a dullness. I maybe wouldn't have finished it if I, if I wasn't. Um, you know, if we weren't doing the podcast, <laughs> I wasn't making it. Um, but I, you know, I'm glad I did. I, I found the, the last five extremely yeah, entertaining, yeah. extremely powerful. Um, but it, yeah, the, just the, the first half was was really see. I, dull for I me. really enjoyed the first half. I thought the you know the scenes with Danny at school when he's hanging out with Johnny and is it Mike? Yeah, his mates. Mike and Johnny. Yeah, Mike and Johnny. The, the, uh, I, I thought that was all great, and like you know, the mystery of. of of Yitzhak Safdie and the um, and the mysterious Ariana like living in this house. I mean, to be fair, that was my first red flag. Like, on the one hand, that's so interesting. I, I love that as a setting as well. I don't know why. I don't know if it speaks to like things that I enjoyed as a kid or something, like or the Goldfinch or I don't know why I've just said the Goldfinch. I've just seen it on the shelf over there. <laughs> but you know that like American setting of kind of like high school. Yeah. In the I don't know nineties, eighties. I guess this is the seventies, whatever. I'll go back as far as the sixties, whatever. Like, I love that setting, the mm. suburban, not like the the setting of it, mm. the setting of um, Stranger Things. Yeah. So like that, I think is, it, 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 it just works for me. Uh, yeah. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. I mean, I, I I definitely like the setting. I just yeah, I, I, I found the thing. I just didn't find it that interesting. And that, that right. you know, I didn't find what was happening that interesting at the start. Did you not think like you know the the sort of the the hooks that are keeping you there the um the jumps to Danny in the interview room with um with Raya like and you know that there's something going to mm. happen you know you know that something's and you know the crime that he's committed as well you know he's let a gun off in a at the Rockefeller Center and you're thinking like how's he got from the stage that he's at now to to committing that crime with Ariana because there's a point where he's talking where Raya's asking about Ariana and as an audience member you haven't even met her yet mm. do you know what I, I and it's always really small that I wonder if it's the the crime that was committed at the Rockefeller Center there was so much focus on it maybe I didn't 
think it was almost that it, they didn't portray it as that bad they didn't yeah it was it was which which made me think wow this is a lot for yeah. for that yeah you know they're putting him through an awful lot for that and 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 later on they try to e- even in the latter episodes when they were trying to go you know sort shot at six people I think it was only episode nine when they mentioned three people were wounded. Like yeah, that was, that's actually. I feel like that was the first. Ma- so, so I think that's true. I maybe, and I love that we've maybe worked this out on, on on recording. I wasn't invested in what in the crime because mm. I, I didn't think the crime warranted. I personally yeah. didn't think the crime warranted the reaction. Um, Not a gun off in a crowded public space <laughs> but <laughs> no yeah I agree I see what you mean there's something maybe not serious enough about that to almost warrant this story but of course a lot of the attention that, this, that the story gets you know or Danny gets it's not about the nature of the crime it's about the nature of his illness mm. and Raya's story Raya trying yeah. to uncover his illness and, and publicise it and, yeah. and bring awareness to it but yeah, but I think I think yeah, it, it has to be that I I wasn't I wasn't encapsulated by the first incident that that was the you know that caused him to be in those those interviews that you know that the inciting incident of the story in a way is was was, was not crime. there for me yeah that's true. and ma- and maybe that's why I found the first half of this series um, missing you know it, was, it it missed it missed for me see I just I just enjoyed watching you know. Uh, Tom Holland played Danny just navigating teenage life. He he was excellent. I will have I to say thought that. that was really cool. And the whole the whole thing with the weed in the locker and yeah. and, and uh, Mike and Johnny yeah. and like the whole dichotomy. Or what is there a word for a dichotomy when it's three ways? <laughs> <laughs> the triangle. I don't know. Like their friendship and that whole. Yeah. Yeah. I just I thought it was really so, cool, wholesome, enjoyable. And and obviously Johnny um, Lee Lee Von Hawk. Mm-hmm. Um, is not credited on Yahoo. I, 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 I was doing my search on he's Yahoo. He's not got a photo on IMDb. Um, and IMDb has got no photo. I, I would say he's maybe one to watch, actually. I thought he was brilliant. I thought he was really interesting, like, really good. I don't know anything about him. I don't, is it his I don't, debut role? I mean, he was in a music video last year. He's <laughs> 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 music video. Oh, um, I didn't recognise the artist, so. Oh, um, no. Uh, yeah, he was in a music. But I think maybe he's one to watch. Um, yeah. He's He was good. I mean, he's only twenty. Oh, really? Uh, born, in, born in two thousand and two. So, um, I yeah, I, I think there's some roles for him. You know, I, I think he was a really interesting, and they gave him a lot of screen time as well. I think in the early episodes. Yeah, he did. And and, I, and he did deserve it. I think. In, at times, I thought he carried the f- the first half of the series, um, along with Tom Holland. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's the he's the brother of Maya Hawk from Stranger Things. And he's in, he's in the music video with her. I think that's interesting. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So no, I, I agree. I think it was good. Um, I want to talk about the the reveal. I want to talk about like the you know. So I think you can distinctively cut the series into two halves. The turning point, the big vault in the middle, being Danny's self awareness. Danny saying there are voices in my head becoming aware that mm. he, of the condition that he has mm. not quite the extent of it yet but he understands that he's got a, he's got this condition and that the people in his life are actually him mm. and he's hallucinating and, 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 act, and disassociating and acting as, on, as them mm. um, now I, call, I I spotted it really early that there was characters that didn't exist first I think red flag was that 
Yitzhak and uh, Ariana's situation was just too weird. And there was a couple of things where I, I can't remember specifically what they were. The absolute nail in the coffin was um, London when he goes to London and meets Jack. It was just wait because because the minute you get a suspicion as well, it just grows. You start to like look for it. Yeah. Um, but what I thought was really what I thought was really problematic. I nearly stopped watching it. Was the scene when he has a party at the at the uh, at the ghost house, mm. and he's sitting at the table with Johnny and Mike, and Ariana comes in, and they acknowledge her. Now I didn't pick up on this at all because I thought because at this point I was convinced that Ariana was a hallucination, wasn't real, and I was like the writers have thrown as a curveball by making other real characters i.e. Mike and Johnny acknowledge Danny's hallucination now I thought that was a really cheap trick I was like they've purposefully tried to mislead us not just because usually when you have the um, the hallucinatory character the you know the not real character you do it with like I don't know tricks like uh, you don't have them you have two characters in the same room at the same time or, or in front of another character or whatever so like Fight Club um, you never see like I don't know Tyler and the narrator in the same room when Marla comes in or you know it's that kind of thing like and you can once you know the secret or whatever you can go back and watch it and see how they tricked you this is not the case with this or I was led to believe that it wasn't the case I thought they were going a step further and not and not relying on those tricks actually just outright lying to us um and you know i thought we were gonna because inevitably in all of these stories and every time this trope comes up um there's that scene that you've already referred to where the camp where you go back to the scenes you've already seen and you see them play out in reality Mm. so you go back and see danny in ariana's clothes doing ariana's actions when you've already watched ariana do those things um as a different actor and inevitably that scene comes and and I was I was expecting it this time to cut back to that table in the, at the party when Ariana comes in and it just omit the fact that Mike and Johnny spoke to her and you know basically the, the writers say look we lied to you we tricked you you know like we just did it by lying but the thing that I didn't pick up on at all was that Mike and Johnny aren't real either that was that really like that was a genuine surprise like I did not see that one coming um, I knew Jack I knew Yitzhak I knew Ariana I did not think Mike and Johnny were also like the extent of the problem yeah. so much larger and that you know so that kind of won me back in a way because I was really annoyed at how obvious the sort of the, the idea the surprise was and then the techniques that they were potentially using to try and hide it from us and they pulled it back. Yeah. No, I, I think even that point where Danny, when he's conscious, goes down to the barn mm. and and Mike and Johnny are just standing there. Mm. I, I was like scratching my head. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, but to be fair, to, and, and to be fair to me, I think at an earlier point, I was more surprised at Mike at an earlier point when they were replaying the story and Raya meets Danny for the first time and uh, Danny says I don't need you to get out of here I can get out myself mm. at that point I yeah. was like oh yeah it, it, the whole thing clicked for me yeah. so I, I hadn't been I hadn't been thinking about Yitzhak and Ariana not being real or anything like that yeah. but but 
when he escaped from the handcuffs, I kind of put two and two together. I thought, Alfie's trying to work something out. <laughs> and two, I thought, he's escaped from the handcuffs. Mm. That's supposed to be Johnny. And then it all kind of fell into place. Yeah. I was like, every single one of them, yeah. excluding Mike at that point. Yeah. I almost felt like Mike wasn't significant enough to, to, to be part of that as well. But, yeah. but fine, you know, as soon as he escaped from the handcuffs, I was like, okay, there's, he is all of most of those people that he's interacted with. Yeah. And then I was trying to work out how many, you know, was, <laughs> it, was he his mum? <laughs> that, that was a bit too far. That was a bit too far. Yeah. yeah I, mean, um, I think the real, like, the real tell for me that was super early on, there is a kind of like a dreamlike sequence where you see Danny fire a gun into the, um, it's like, you know, almost like a shot reverse shot situation where like you're getting shot at by Danny and he's in the, he's on the like the balcony not the balcony the landing in the ghost house and he shoots at the um, stained glass window mm. it's when he shoots at uh, I've forgotten the guy's name you know like the gangster um, it's Angelo isn't it yeah because he, he, um, Yitzhak shoots at him right and it's the same it's the same moment mm. and you get that shot of Danny a very very brief like flash of a shot in a kind of dream sequence situation where Danny fires the gun in that position and then later on Yitzhak does it so there's a, there's, there's, yeah. there's clues in the very yeah. start yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of I think he does and, I, and, and you know like it's that. funny when that hap- when that was happening earlier on in, in the series and, and then he goes to Annabelle and says oh it's okay and she really mm. freaks out yeah, I was like go. why is she freaking out like yeah why? Why yeah. would you freak out that badly? Yeah, okay, he lives with this psycho. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, like, why was she so feared? Like, she her was, life had the just fear been was, Yeah, but, she was but scared was, of Danny. Of Danny. Yeah. Um, so I've got some news stories around the show, um, yeah. and I'll, we'll get your thoughts on them. Creator and showrunner Akiva Goldman wants to see a spin-off with Amanda Seyfried and Christopher... Albert, who played Stan Kamisa, the, mm. the solicitor, after being t- particularly charmed by his performance, um, <laughs> wants it to be about them solving low-stakes murder mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I've watched it. Yeah. I thought Amanda's. I thought both of them. I thought yeah, Amanda Seyfried was unbelievable in this. I mean, like her and um, and uh, and Danny. Bloody hell, what's Danny's name? Tom Holland. Tom Holland. <laughs> um, they obviously just stole the show, like as the two protagonists, two major protagonists, yeah. and like it's just absolutely incredible. The best scenes are the two of them. Some of the best scenes are the two of them at that table in the interview room. Um, you know, working it out. Like that, that that conversation is almost the narration of the yeah. story. Um, yeah, she, think, she's carved out an amazing career since since Mean Girls. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's like she's serious, yeah, serious yeah, yeah. career. She's yeah, she's fantastic. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely watch that. The uh, the police officer is actually her husband. The police officer that was trying to get a date oh, with her really? is actually oh, her that's husband. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, cool. So yeah, so a, a spin-off series with um, with Raya and Stan solving mysteries. Yeah. You, you tune in? Why not? Yeah, I'd watch that. <laughs> that sounds really fun. If so it's like this, yeah. Yeah, so, so it's unlikely to have a second season. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is good. Um, however, so it was supposed to be an anthology of stories, um, of stories about mental health. So in the so I it's so but it's changed to a limited series. Now this is funny because 
I'm looking at these notes, I've realised I've made a complete and utter horrific error. Uh, I'm going to read it out anyway. <laughs> Why not? In the spirit of professionalism. Um, so, you know, so you would have been looking at Fargo, you know, different different story, each, True Detective. I've written American History X. What? But I mean American Horror, you know, American <laughs> Horror Story. <laughs> right, yeah, okay. You know, so so every season completely changes, but it's it's a story's focusing around mental health. Yeah, you yeah, know, historical yeah. mental health. Cases. I mean, if you did the true detective thing, I think that would work really well. Like just yeah. same vibe, same like you know, Black Mirror in a way, like the same anthology thing, like same vibe, same you know, storytelling techniques, I guess. Same um, camera work, same setting, different story. Mm. Like, cool. Yeah, I'd love that. But that's not going to happen. All right. It's unlikely <laughs> that it's going to happen, unfortunately. Um, Tom Holland took a year out because of this. Wow. Tom Holland said that the show broke him emotionally. Fair. Um, and, and he took a year off. So what's funny, so I, I listened to a, a little bit of an interview. <laughs> so in fairness, he's used to Spider-Man, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, 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 well, that's true. So so he was eight months in, and he, and he did an interview, and basically, so the press story was that Tom Holland took a year out because of the bad reviews. Oh, right. <laughs> um, and he has addressed that. He says, look, and, and, he, and he credited Rotten Tomatoes, so maybe we might have to start crediting Rotten Tomatoes instead of IMDb. Um, <laughs> The, so the the Rotten Tomato review, or is thirty three percent. So they do on a hundred. Wow, that's um, low. But the audience reviews ninety two percent out of a hundred. So his fans and and the audience that watch this, and I think so, are mostly in your park. Love the story. Mm. Um, the critics, I don't know. Maybe the, I I wouldn't say it's a thirty three percent kind of show. Um, I I did feel the the first half was pretty damaging, but but. <laughs> 92% of people disagree with me which uh, which is interesting and and yeah Tom Holland himself referred to Rotten Tomatoes so, met, so they must look they definitely must mm. look at the reviews what, and what, what was the context of him referring to it he just said look the critics don't like it but on Rotten Tomatoes we've got a 94% rating oh right um, okay. it's 92 so I don't know where he got his information but, <laughs> oh, yeah. but it might have been 94 at the time but yeah so a lot of people love it um you love it. Final words. Final words on Is one. it up there with Yellow Jackets? Yes, it is. It's probably yeah. Because you haven't you haven't loved much this year. I know I loved this. I think I mean it's a, it's another testament to um, not watching trailers and not knowing about anything before when I go into it. Mm. I if I absolutely know nothing about it, like I did with you know I knew nothing more than the title. Well, we thought it was going to be a film actually, didn't we? Yellow Jackets. Yeah, we thought the oh, the crowded room. room. Yeah, 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 yeah. When we like when it first like came on a, a radar like months ago, or whatever. We were like, oh, it's a movie. Tom Holland's done another movie. We'll watch that. And then, yeah, obviously, so like that's how little I knew. Yeah. <laughs> um. And um. Yeah, when I don't know anything, I usually love it. I usually like. I, so I, I honestly think not watching trailers and just trying to like omit any information about the um. Uh, or you know, just block myself off, off from any information about a show before I, before I actually sit down to watch it is like a really good thing. Mm. Why do so many people not like this then? Why, why I don't understand the, the critics. Yeah, you got any comments? So I have the critics' consensus here. The crowded room is furnished with undeniable talent and built on a promising premise, but the story runs in circles, resulting in an exhausting and often frustrating experience. 
Mm-hmm. Is what the critics okay. believe. I mean, if this had been written by Donatart and you'd sat and read it on the page, like I don't know why I said Donatart, but again, I mentioned the Goldfinch earlier. <laughs> uh, my point is, if it was a novel, I wouldn't be saying that. They'd get a Booker Prize or whatever. Mm. I, I mean, running around in circles. Look, it's a mystery. That's kind of what they do. Well, you there's know, there's an element of mystery in it for it's, sure. That's, yeah. what that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah, I, I mean. Don't sit down for a mystery slash thriller and complain at the end that you were confused. That it wasn't um, an action flick. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but who are we to criticise critics? <laughs> um, I'm, yeah, I, I'm, I'm surprised at that. I, I thought there would be more around the start of the story. But um, but to be exhausted, I don't think it was exhausting. No, I don't. I mean, the other thing was, this actually was released week to week again. I didn't sit down and binge this. I actually waited for every Friday to watch the, other, the next episode. Mm. And I was looking forward to it. You know, I was like, gas on a yeah. Friday or a Saturday yeah. when I'd forgotten about it. I mean, like, oh, the new episode dropped. And mm. like, I sat down, like, made an occasion out of sitting down to watch it. Um, I genuinely really looked forward to, to each viewing experience, to each episode. I, like, maybe it would be exhausting if you did binge it. Maybe, you know, I get no, it. I, I mean, I binged the end and I watched like four episodes on the trot and was glad that it happened like that because yeah. I would, I, I, you know, I struggled with the start. So, oh, no, yeah, you, um, if you're, I, I think it's really nice that you sat down and were waiting on it week to week <laughs> and were looking forward to it. That is really nice. Yeah, I, I'm genuinely really enjoying it. doesn't this. happen often anymore. And this is what happens when you, when, when I get like, a, like an original story, you know, like I want, I guess. I want all my sort of like TV viewing experiences to be like reading a novel mm. yeah, for the first time like not exactly the same otherwise I just read novels <laughs> but like um, like this or like Yellow Jackets was where you sort of like you're excited to find out what happens because it's a brand new story and you're not you've not predicted the it's not pre-digested as mm. well mm. Not, you know so yeah no I've got loads of time for this and it affected me a lot Right. Yeah, I thought this was really like emotionally powerful. Yeah, emotionally powerful and uh, a great story. Tom, we uh, we look forward to seeing you again. More of the same, please. No more Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs>